Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nourish Circle podcast. I am Lori Schwartz-Mudio, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. Today's episode is so incredible. I speak to Fiona Sutherland, the mindful dietitian, about her new book that was just released today, Monday, February the 1st, 2021, Vitamins A to Z. This is an incredible book that I find myself writing in the margins and circling words and going through reflections. We spent a little bit of time talking about the process of writing the book, um, how she came up with certain ideas, the fact that I'm super excited that in Australia they say Z. For those of you in the United States, the title is Vitamins A to Z. Um, and overall, it's just a really great conversation. I hope you get a chance to listen as well as potentially get your hands on a copy of this incredible book. In the show notes, I have put the links to where the books can be purchased if you are interested. Um, If not, just I hope you um, enjoy our conversation. Hello, Fiona. Welcome to the Nurse Circle podcast. Thank you so much, Laurie. I know it's such a pleasure to come back again. Wow. Um, you were on episode four. So if anybody would like to go back and check it out, um, it was a pretty awesome conversation. And I'm not going to go over all the amazing, incredible things that you do because people have listened to that. But I am going to add that now you are adding author to the list of amazing things that you are doing. And so that's kind of what I want to chat about today, if that's cool with you. Absolutely. I think I might um, name myself as maybe reluctant author or maybe accidental (laughs) author or something like that, because, um, you know, as as I've shared with you, Laurie, you know, I didn't go pursuing this. It wasn't it wasn't in my game plan, especially not for 2020. That's for sure. So so now that it's out there, I am very happy to chat about it. Well, I I will take reluctant author. I think Um, it's why don't we talk a little bit about how you became a reluctant author, especially in 2020 then, because the world was a little bit different and we weren't doing the things that I think we thought and everyone was kind of putting energy in different locations and you had a book come out. So how did so, that happen? Yeah, that, yeah, good question, because this is actually has a whole kind of storyline to it. The short version of it, or the shorter version of it, is that I had a a publisher from here in Melbourne, a local publisher from a small publishing organisation that she has set up herself. Um, Debut Books is is a new is a new um, publishing house, I guess you would say, or publishing organisation that was set up with the idea to try to get different messages out there. I think you know. Catherine Larson, the publisher, was tired of working for companies where it was the same old stuff, especially uh, around diet culture and especially around, um, you know, promoting the same type or flavour of author and especially not women, not um, Australians, actually. And so she set out to promote Australian uh, women, uh, queer women, disabled women, trans women, authors out into the world. So with that in mind, when Catherine reached out to me and said, this is my mission with debut books. I would love you to write for me. I've been following you for quite a while. I enjoy the way you write. I enjoy your voice. Uh, Would you consider writing for me? Within literally within half an hour, I emailed her and I said, 
pretty much this. I said, I think you've got the wrong person. I'm a small bodied, white, cis, straight, very conventional, educated woman. Yes. But I really, really don't, I don't think I fit your bill as an author, as a, as a more of a diverse author. I think you're looking for fat authors, queer authors, Indigenous authors. I, I don't think you're looking for me. So within a day or two, she'd written back and she said, <clears throat> um, I am actually looking for someone like you who can use that voice, you know, especially in the anti-diet space. And the way she was talking, I was thinking, oh, so she's done some reading perhaps or mm -hmm. maybe done some learning on her own, on her own time. And it became, um, you know, um, clear to me that, that this is somebody who is really committed to, you know, putting out voices into the world. So, again, however, again, I said, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm really not sure. Can I, can I think about it? So there were two no's. And Catherine, to her credit, was persistent. And she said, okay, right, I think we need to meet. And luckily we live close by and we met and she came up with some ideas and, um and I agreed. Like I, I, I agreed. I the, again, the kind of short version is that I kind of came up with this idea. I presented the idea. Catherine said, "Let's do it." And then I so I started writing probably last April or May. I had my first draft in for editing by maybe September, and then between September and November, it was um, you know editing rewriting, editing, rewriting, editing, rewriting, mm -hmm. repeat that 10 times with an incredible editor. Very lucky with that process, extremely lucky. And then it it arrived, you know, after typesetting and all that stuff, which which is an interesting process that I hadn't kind of gone through before or is, you know, choose your font, choose your layout, choose. Oh, I didn't even know you get to pick your font. Yeah, I know. And And what do you want? Bold, italic, in a box in quotation marks it was all very mm. anyway it felt very um it felt like a very collaborative experience which was which was lovely and then it it literally kind of arrived in the soft um soft cover format by the start of december and i was like oh it's like it, you have another baby born or something i know <laughs> i know authors have said that mm -hmm. um but it kind of it actually did feel a little bit like that it's like but but the difference is with this book is that um it's unlike your baby who you love the most in the whole world, a book or this book. I'm just going to talk about a personal experience because I'm sure not everybody shares this. It's like, do you like my book? I hope you like my book. Whereas, whereas it would be unusual if you're like, do you like my baby? Most parents don't care if you like their baby or not. They're, yeah. just, they're too busy falling in love with their own child. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is a little different because there is a sense of vulnerability in putting some of your interpretations of ideas down onto a page. So I don't, I don't claim any of these ideas as my own. I've had so many teachers and mentors over the years that have really helped me to um, draw together the way that I view our our journey out of diet culture and towards a life worth living whatever mm -hmm. whatever that means to us individually and collectively um so i will not claim that any you know any any of the ideas there are mine they are a, a collection um of of uh, what i have learned over 20 years i suppose and and, mm -hmm. and hoping kind of handing it out to the community saying i hope there's something in there that helps you if there's one thing in there that that you find helpful or that feels supportive um then that is my that's my job done really mm -hmm. in lots of ways yeah. mm. 
Um, I noticed in the introduction that um, you stated your positionality and that these were not new ideas. And I really appreciated that, that you really cultivated that. Um, I, I learned, I've learned from clients, I've learned from others, I've learned from mentors, and, and this is kind of me packaging that idea up and, and, and providing it for you in this format. And I really, really appreciated that in the beginning. And I found it so interesting when you said about how debut books is working to promote more diverse voices. And you're like, no, no, I'm not that because you definitely stated in the beginning that, you know, the, the privilege that you have in the body that you live in. And I so appreciated the language that you used throughout the book um, of, um, you know, just mentioning pronouns throughout and mentioning the binary of yes and no. And, and I, I so appreciated that language. You could tell that it was very thoughtful um, in including that. And there was one point where you do speak of um, Australia and um, Indigenous voices as well. And and that is something I I actually read it and I thought, I don't think I've read these words before, to be honest with you. Um, and so I so appreciated that voice. And so um, it's nice to see that there was that dialogue right from the beginning. Yeah, I think it's it's always really important to me to pay credit to where, to the pathway which has been paved really for me, mm -hmm. really. You know, um, I have enormous amount of intersecting privileges and that the, even the fact that I was able to have the time and energy to write this book. I mean, let's 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 say 2020 aside, you know, of, of everything that happened then, um, that this is an opportunity that inequitably arrives on the doorsteps of more privileged people. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm kind of learning over time is how to pay credit um, in very genuine, authentic ways to my own teachers and mentors, um, as well as the incredible work of people, um, most importantly, marginalised folks um, who, who don't owe us anything, don't owe us the teaching and the education, um, but that I really wanted to say, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. You know, thank you for your generosity, for your time and energy. I I really receive that gratefully mm -hmm. um, and, you know, aiming to kind of funnel that in a way that feel, feels really helpful to people, especially because, you know, when it comes to food eating and our relationships with our bodies as well as each other, that this is just, re it's really fraught and that when we don't have uh, when, we're, when we're just feeling kind of caught up in a, in a web or not sure what, what where to go next, my idea really with this book was to break was to break up the ideas from vitamin A to Z using the letters A to Z like a like a play on nutrition because of course as you know Laurie, it is not a nutrition book. Um, it's, a, <laughs> it's a life book. I don't know how else to describe it. It's my type um, of nutrition book. <laughs> yeah, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I'm hoping lots of people will say that. But the kind of the bite-sized chunks, I'm hoping, mm -hmm. will really appeal to people who just want um, who want their information in really accessible. Um, short ways as mm -hmm. opposed to having to read having to spend maybe hours to read through an idea um you know I'm, I'm hoping just to dip in and out of things and kind mm -hmm. of pick up put down um you know grab a pen write in the margins there's lots of reflection um invitations in there and practices and um 
yeah, so I'm hoping that kind of bite size uh, type of type of way that I've um, that I've written will feel. It's it, look, it's different. It's just yeah. different to the other amazing books out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted it to stand apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, I would like to say that I thoroughly adore your book, baby. Um, so I I will say that I, I do. And secondly, I hadn't even mentioned the title yet. And I'm so sorry. And I got super excited when you said vitamin A to Z, because I forgot that you say Z like I do. Um, and it would be <laughs> vitamin A to Z for Americans that are listening and who are always like, what is the Z sound? Like, what? how do you spell that? I've been asked that before. So <laughs> I don't know why that was something that I just got super excited about. It's a Z. Um, so as you mentioned, it's a, a a book that goes through every alphabet letter um, as a vitamin and words associated. And I, the idea was brilliant. Um, I had mentioned this to you that when I first told my oldest that we um, that you'd written a book and what it was about, and she said to me, oh, you mean like A is for apple? And I was like, well, yes, but we're not, she's not gonna write about apples, I can tell you. <laughs> um, so. It was interesting because my first thought when we had decided to do this podcast was like, like, oh, I'll pick out like my favorite words from the letters. And then I went, oh, I can't pick all 26. So then I thought, well, maybe I'll spell my name. And then I'm like, oh, no, but that leaves out some words that I really like. So then I just thought, well, I'm just going to ask, how did the idea for the letters and the words come up? Plus making like every section is um, in order, like. A is for awareness, and then the section of awareness with reflection points. How did you get to A, come up with such perfect, beautiful words in my, in my opinion, um, and then a reflection for each of them because there's so much work that goes into these three or four page chapters that it's just phenomenal to me. And I'm just, I'm so curious as to how all that came to be. And was there a letter that stumped you? <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, this is a great question because some of your listeners will know that I actually have a vitamin A to Z card deck. Yes, you do. So that has been, yeah, so that has been out for maybe, I don't know, two, three years. I feel, I feel like a time is just this nebulous concept at the moment. So if it was two, if I think it was two years ago, it was probably three. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I came up with this idea a couple of years ago as a card deck alongside the mindful eating and um, body healing card decks that people could use from different professional spaces, which offered just something different that was a bit playful. So the, the book is a bit cheeky. There is some swearing in it. Um, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, actually, I think I have shared this with you, Laurie, that my greatest wish actually is that I had called the book Namaste meets WTF. <laughs> like that that was actually the title because, well, I'll ask you. So you've read it. Do you yep. think that would have been a good alternative title? Beautiful. Yes. Right. So I wanted to capture this sense of, it could, as you know, Laurie, um, you know, I'm a, a yoga teacher and I mm-hmm. have been a mindfulness practitioner and participator for, for many years. Yep. So that kind of um, that sense of, uh, you know, the presence, awareness, calm, curiosity, compassion. I really wanted that to come through in the book, mm-hmm. as well as having this kind of edge to it, yep. you know, that kind of fierce edge that is so important for us 
to be able to see in ourselves and others to stay steady, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in moments and times that we're just being shaken all over the place that, um, you know, so I really wanted that to shine through in the book that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we could, that we can both cultivate con- con- compassion as well as this edge, which probably, I mean, a, ch- a chapter that might um that might be an appropriate one for this is like vitamin N, which is no, you know, no and yes. So that so the so the chapter of vitamin N is actually called no and yes yeah. <laughs> um, in brackets in brackets. Um, so I kind of skirted around that one nicely, and it really that that particular chapter kind of talks about that sometimes when we say no. It's, um, it's from a place of um, maybe self-denial or avoidance or um, self-deprecation, putting oneself down. And sometimes we're saying no um, to hold our ground mm-hmm. and to be able to say yes to something else. Or sometimes we say yes to something to say no to something, if that makes sense. I mean, I know yep. it's a very much, I'm talking about it as if it's a binary, it's most often not. But that's an example of how we can both hold our experiences in compassion whilst being much clearer mm-hmm. about what it is that really gives our life meaning. Who do we want to surround ourselves with? What kind of environments really um, allow us and support us to thrive, mm-hmm. to live our best lives? So um, I think that, you know, one, one of the teachings I've really appreciated, you know, especially over the past, I don't know, five to 10 years or so is finding that, that space for, for kind of softness as well as steadiness, you know, in, um, in yoga, there is, um, stira and sukha, which is, um, steadiness and ease. And Mm -hmm. we talk about that, you know, for example, if you think about a warrior pose, for example, um, particularly, for example, warrior two, you know, where your bottom half is really steady. It is, you know, rock solid in the ground, you know, type thing. And then your top half, we're aiming to kind of cultivate, cultivate a little bit of ease with our top half of our body. And so in yoga, this kind of sense of steadiness and ease is woven all through the practices, which I really like as a, as a practitioner. Um, And we can easily apply that to, to, to food and eating and the way we relate to our bodies mm-hmm. as well. Um, so your question was, what was the hardest one? Okay, mm-hmm. so I think the hardest one was vitamin X, I think. Mm. And as you know, vitamin X, I made um, XO as in, as in kiss hug. Yeah, kiss hug. Yeah, and and uh, when I came up with that, I did give myself a little internal high five. <laughs> you should, I thought... because I was like, "That's brilliant!" Because all I kept thinking was X-ray, <laughs> xylophone. Yeah, <laughs> like how are we going to get around this? Right. So, um, came up with XO, and you know, the little quote at the start is, "If you were to offer your body exactly as it is now, a kiss and a hug." what might it say back to you? So that's the little quote at the beginning of Mm -hmm. the chapter. And then, you know, it goes on to uh, the chapter kind of talks about acknowledging uh, the journeys and the pathways that our body has been through and offers Mm -hmm. some reflections, some personal reflections on that and opportunities to kind of cultivate um, some practices around body kindness. So that was the hardest one to do. 
But the one I love the most and the one when I did the cards, just people overwhelmingly loved the most, which is so interesting because it is the cheeky chapter and that is vitamin Z, which is zip it. Mm -hmm. So um, zip it is all about how we can stay steady in the face of diet chat. How can we ask other people to zip it? with the diet chat when we're maybe feeling vulnerable or um, when it's really unhelpful for us. And how can we do that in a way, in ways that feel really authentic to us Mm -hmm. um, rather than maybe relationship interrupting or um, feels like it's coming from a, from, um, from a place that's not really going to cultivate the type of relationships that we want. So I had a lot of really good feedback about zip it actually, because um, it, it just has that it definitely yeah is the, the the cheekiest chapter and has that that um that um that edge to it that i think mm-hmm. is you know allows people to feel permission really full permission to step into that sense of when we're having these conversation it doesn't feel helpful to me yeah you know are you are we willing to change this up a bit yeah, I, I do love that one as well. I use the vitamin cards in classes that I teach. And oftentimes if someone gets the zip it card, they're like, uh, I, I don't know what to do with this one. I'm like, oh no, we're going to do this one. This is my favorite one. <laughs> and I get so excited and I'm not going to lie. Like I flipped through when I, I first got the book and I was like, yeah, she included that one. <laughs> So of course. Good. Well, um, I don't know about you, Laurie, but I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> so I thought I'll just stick with zip it because when, as you know, with the cards, I have changed some of them. Mm-hmm. So in the card, vitamin A is adventure, and in the book, vitamin A is awareness. Yeah. So I have changed a couple of them, but my favourites like XO and um, and zip it, zip it. I was like, I can't change those. They're like they're like my little babies. They're like very Fiona and right. they need to be there. And that's one thing that I can definitely say about um, the book itself is knowing you, it was definitely your voice coming through for me. Um, I get almost, it was almost like I could hear you reading it to me at times. Um, it, it's just, it felt so authentically you. And I just so appreciate reading something that I know is authentically written from the author. Like there's some books that I've read where you definitely can feel that. Um and I get that in this um, book and it's just so lovely. It was just, it was super exciting to read because I'm like, oh, so cool. Um, in each section, there's like, I'm thinking about um, vitamin K, kindness. Um, and the, you do such a beautiful job of explaining the difference between kindness and nice. Um, that I read it out loud to my children because I think it's something that we struggle with. Um, and a, particularly as a female identifying individual, um, I was raised to be nice and passive. And I was just wondering if you could speak a little bit to um, that particular chapter, because you're right, as a vitamin and a a dietitian, like, you know, there's not much about food, but I think it's so powerful with how we treat ourselves and others and, and just the way the world is right now. I think it's just a great little chapter. Absolutely. Um, thanks for inviting me to speak about that because you're right. It is one of those chapters which, um, you know, I, I was aiming to get to some of the heart of um, some of the constructs which are presented um, more strongly to some people in our culture than others, mostly women, mostly folks who have marginalised identities. 
So when we're talking about the difference between nice and kind, it's really important that we zoom out and think historically. So evolutionarily, yeah, that's a word, isn't it? Yes. Evolutionarily, yes, it's totally, yes. Um, Evolutionarily, it, it it was and continues to be very important to belong to belong to the tribe, to feel connected to others because uh, it, it, it's a matter of our survival. So historically, it was a matter, matter of our actual survival. In more modern times, you know, our brains have not changed. Our world has a lot. And the way in which we frame safety and survival uh, has really changed over the years, you know, according to fashion and according to, um, you know, changes in le- even legislation and law and um, who, who can own what, when, and who deserves, uh, who has the right, who has rights even. We have got s- such a long way to go in terms of equitable rights for all human beings that that, that is un- undoubted. But when it comes to kind of... Um, niceness has this syrupy nature to it that is um, a very valid uh, attempt particularly women and female identifying individuals and marginalized folks including folks who are disabled who are fat queer um, and all different kinds of ways in which we show up in the world mm-hmm. to seek safety and to seek a sense of identity and connectedness and belonging. Because if we think about it, even through a nervous system perspective, seeking safety is at the very core, very um, core of our human needs. So when our safety is threatened, our nervous system, what's called neurosets this, it unconsciously picks up that we are unsafe. And one of the responses that many of us have is to make sure that the people around us like us. And one way that we can enhance that is by being nice, mm-hmm. by being un, uh, not, not rocking the boat, yep. you know, n- not, not making other people upset. And it also can be said that for many people in our culture who grow up in families where they haven't felt safe, being nice and pleasing people has actually been a very valid, very real safety mechanism. Okay. So what I'm what I what I'm not trying to say in this chapter is that um, that safety seeking is unimportant or invalid. In fact, I think it's really important that we acknowledge every single effort that we have all made to seek safety, whether that is in our family, in our community, and more broadly as a collective human uh, group. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that burden really lies inequitably on the shoulders of women and marginal and, and folks who identify as, as um, being marginalised in, in our um, culture. So um, the, the other aspect here is that um, when we can cultivate... Uh, kindness towards ourselves first of all we're much more likely to be kind to others in in a really genuine way Mm -hmm. but additionally we're able to show up in the world in ways that honors our needs so we're not putting ourselves in positions where we are saying yes for example when we really should be kind of setting some boundaries um where we are 
maybe not necessarily prioritising, although sometimes it's important to prioritise our needs, but at least taking into account our needs as well as the maybe the requests of other people. Look, sometimes they're not requests, sometimes they're demands. And that is, um, you know, a, a part of our culture which is in desperate need of reform, the way that our bodies um, and, and us are demanded of, you know, in order to accrue value in the world, that, you know, our bodies are being demanded of to perform and show up in certain ways. So I guess in this, you know, in this small chapter, I, I was trying to kind of step through um, the difference between nice and kind, really cultivating that acknowledgement of the safety seeking of niceness and then, um, and then being able to make those really intentional shifts of, of energy and nervous system kind of state to, to, to stay steady when we notice a kind of a reflexive response to please others through niceness and to develop a deeper understanding about ourselves and that reflexive response and that, yes, niceness may have served a purpose for a period of time. And also, is this the way I want to show up in the world now? Mm -hmm. Is this how I want to be interacting with other people now? So kind of acknowledging and... um, and really being compassionate towards our past selves and then reconnecting with our present selves and, and kind of reevaluating our, our past patterning so that we can, um, you know, j- just really show up for ourselves and for other people in equal measures um, mm-hmm. in ways that just really honour the way that we want to be living. Yeah. I, and I think that's why it was so powerful to me is because I think I have been working for a while to move out of niceness and into kindness is kind of the way um, I was a bit of a people pleaser in my twenties. And so moving past that a little bit, and it just, there was just the, that chapter just really um, stuck with me. And so I was so appreciative to see that. And again, it was one of those things that knowing you and having had the cards already and knowing what some of the words might be, I still felt, felt genuine um, interest and curiosity every time I read it and um, fascination sometimes with the direction that a word went that I wouldn't necessarily have thought originally when I saw that's where it was going. And it was like, whoa, mind blown emoji a few times of that's incredible. Um, And so I know even if you had some of the words kind of mapped out ahead of time, um, there's always a quote and then there's um, a description information kind of section and then there's a reflection was that something that when you were doing it did you come up with a quote like how did that process come like was it quote section reflection was a reflection first go back was it a mix match because I'm just curious how that flowed together yeah, absolutely. So I think um, what's really important to me um, when when I'm reading a book or, you know, when I've spoken with uh, my clients or colleagues or community members is offering opportunities to let ideas land. Mm. And I know that when I, um, okay, so I'll use an example. So The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor is full of pause, reflect, yes. pause, reflect. It's, it's, it's woven throughout the book. And f- I felt like that was really helpful. Um, that they were invitations. There was nothing obligatory about that, of course. And, and there's nothing obligatory in this book either. Um, but I felt that that really helped me to um, 
having those explicit instructions to like it's okay to pause and let things land because of course in this current day and age it's really tempting just to like move on move on move on like scroll through scroll through scroll through like we might do with our social media Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want this book to be like that but that's why I kept the chapter short and kept the reflections very kind of directed so to Mm -hmm. so to speak so they kind of matched the, the the content um and kept it very kind of light and curious and experimental and invitational and all, all those kind of things that are, um, you know, um, I, I believe in a very high consent process, you know, and, and um, inviting us into the learning as opposed to, you know, kind of um, feeling like, oh, if I didn't get this on the first time round, there's something wrong with me. No, it takes us years and years and years to unlearn the, the the fabric and the patterning of what's been handed to us from diet culture mm-hmm. so um yeah so I kind of some of the quotes came directly from the cards which made it really easy actually that that <laughs> section there yeah and then I'll tell you what happened so when I was given my word limit, I was really struggling to actually meet my word limit at first. I was re- just really struggling. I was falling four or 5,000 words short. And then all of a sudden I got into this, I don't know, this rhythm and this mode. And I ended up about 5,000 words over the limit. Oh. And can I just share with you, I had a conversation with Evelyn Triboli just the other day. And she said to me, I don't know how you wrote a short form book because that is much, much harder. And by that, I don't mean to blow my own trumpet. What I mean is that she's right. This was actually, it was actually not easy to write a short form book because there was so much I actually wanted to write. And I felt Mm -hmm. bummed. Like when I, when I reached, when I had to literally cull kind of 5,000 words, I was like, oh my God, like that is a lot of that that that's a lot of my brain that's just mm-hmm. ah, delete 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 you know cut 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 um so it, it's it, yeah, obviously we kind of you know um reach that limit the agreed the agreed word limit um but that you know trying to make things succinct is often not my strong point Laurie I <laughs> tend to go the long way around when it comes to explaining something mm-hmm. um so this was, yeah, writing in short form was not easy, but, um, you know, hopefully a good dip in, dip out kind of um, uh, book for people. Yes. Well, it's funny that you say that because when I read it, I was actually thinking this would be so hard to write because I would just want to add and add. And, you know, maybe if you didn't understand it this way and I say it this way, it will help you get it more. And then maybe, oh, a third way just in case. So that <laughs> right. um, is exactly right. Yeah. Uh, And it's funny that you bring up uh, The Body is Not an Apology because that book is a book that I have two copies of because I have my copy that I've written in so much that other people can't read it. Um, And I felt the desire to do the same with your book was I wanted not just a pencil or a pen. I wanted like colors to like code things in my brain and link things back because you do a great job at the end of some things because you say right in the introduction about how you don't have to read the vitamins in order, pick and choose words that resonate with you. And there's a sometimes where you'll get to the end of a vitamin and be like, oh, you might want to go to vitamin B because this links with this. And so I was like, I need like highlighters and arrows. And it's just, it's a book that you want to live in 
um, not just read is the way it feels to me. So, um, and the body is done apology is another book that I felt that way. And that was a transformative book for me. Um, and I can feel your book being very much the same for many as well. Um, and if, like, and for me as well, it, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Writing and do this reflection. I, there's one that I'm going to throw in, in a class on Thursday. Cause I'm like, this is beautiful and perfect. Um, because it's just, it's so, um, they're so directive, but there's, I, I don't want to use the word easy, but they're just so like, you can, you feel like, oh, I got this. I can do this. Um, which sometimes when you see prompts in books, it's like, oh, I, I don't have time to do that. Or I, I, I don't know where to go with that. It's just like, take three seconds and here we go. And it's just, it's so lovely in that way. So thank you for that. And I love books that I either want to write in or um, throw and then go pick up and read more. <laughs> those, are the, those are my yes. two favorites. <laughs> I so. love that. Yeah, throwing. I think Brene Brown talks about that. The books yes. that she loves the most, she throws across throws. the other side of the room because she's yep. just so thrilled. Yes. Um, I'm like, oh, I just, I got to think about that for a little bit and come back to it. And I know <laughs> yeah, that I'll just keep it. Yeah. 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 So um so I, I feel I may need multiple copies of yours as well, because I have a feeling that I will never be able to let other people read the copy because it will be written in so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I mean, I think that, uh, um, you know, someone like Sonia Renee Taylor is, oh, she is an extraordinary human being. Oh, and, yes. um, you know, to, to her book is her books, I should say, not not yeah. just the body is not an apology, but all of her, you know, and her um, Instagram, oh yeah, channel and so forth is just it's like one TED talk after the next, really. Let's face it, hundred percent, yeah. Is um, you know, that that is a huge honor to be even in that same, to to be in the same sentence, really, because um, you know, she she's truly incredible. Yes, she is. I can honestly say the um, one of the only humans I have ever met personally that I had no words. I was yeah. so in whatever land. I just went, hi. That's all I could say. <laughs> I was like, to this day, I'm still like, oh, dork, dork. What did you do? Um, but yeah, so just one of the, yeah, everything that, everything. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I think that if you were to promote your book, um, which is a weird word, I'm sorry, but if you were to give like a bite-sized snippet to people of what you hoped they would pick it up and use it for or read or get from it or, you know, not necessarily like what they would read on the back of the jacket, but what would you yourself kind of want for that? The life yeah. Of the book? Uh, so you asking for kind of like a little elevator pitch? Kind of, I guess. Sort of, I suppose. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm learning that promotion is actually a thing. And <laughs> I'm going to have to practice this elevator pitch. So I'm going to practice on you if that's okay. Beautiful. Because I didn't have anything practice planned with. for this. Okay. Okay. So what I would say to people is Vitamin A to Z is a, a mini book, um, which I hope is not mini, on... Um, ways in which we can individually and collectively smash diet culture, mm-hmm. learn and unlearn ways of being which bring us back to ourselves and allow us to give ourselves the space to forge a pathway that feels truly meaningful for us. And that's it. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Okay. That's a perfect right. elevator pitch. 
I will snip this out and send it to you so that you have the transcript of it for for if you ever need it again. Um, I think that's lovely because uh, I love the way you keep going back to bringing us back to our bodies. That's something that um, you introduced to me, actually, um, the coming back into your body and the nervous system. And I felt that in the book. There was a lot of that bringing us back to ourselves and um, trying to smash diet culture. And, you know, there's, oh, there's so much going on in the world that I think we forget to come back to ourselves a lot. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's some really beautiful reminders to do that in this book. And if someone picks it up, hoping that they're going to see A is for apple and B is for banana, I, I still don't think they would be disappointed Sorry. though in what they found. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. They <laughs> might be expecting carrot. food. Yeah. C is for carrot. See, I can get, th- I can only get to three with food. And D is like, I don't know. Dark chocolate. Um, oh, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the, there's still some, there's so much to get from this, even if you are thinking it's related to eating by the title. I don't know where I was going with that, but I just, there's just Hmm. so much in so few words, really. It's just so lovely in that, that sense. Um, So if someone were wanting to find this fabulous treasure, how would they get it? That is such a good question. Okay, so it is available in soft cover directly from Debut Books, which is debutbooks.com.au. So you can order it directly from Debut. Or if you wanted it as an ebook, then it is available for Australians on Booktopia or internationally via Amazon and I believe various other ebook. Um, platforms. So wherever you get your ebook of choice, then it is likely to be available there as well. Awesome. Um, I will put the link to the um, debut books in the show notes. Um, I also, so we're recording this on February 1st, my side of the universe, February 2nd, your side of the universe. So technically it's still um, book baby birthday here. So happy birthday book baby birthday um your book is an aquarius like me so therefore it likes to be center stage and fabulous (laughs) mother says aquarius is like so i think this is a good thing for a book um (laughs) and i noticed on your instagram that you are doing some talk about the book and some possible giveaways was I correct? I am so on my instagram which is at uh the mindful dietitian I am going to be starting this Thursday, just a a short-ish, well, I say ish because I'm actually not too sure. My plan is two to three minutes per vitamin. Um, We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. So I'm going to be stepping through A to Z over 26 uh, consecutive days, Um, hopefully starting this Thursday, if I can work out exactly how to um, do Instagram TV and then make it into a series. And Oh, wow. uh, I I know. I got some really... I know. Well, not really. I, I actually called Evelyn Triboli, who I mentioned before. This is part of our conversation. I said, Evelyn, you did the 10 days of intuitive eating, which was so good. And so Evelyn's generous. so generous and very dear friend. And I said, can you step me through? And she's like, oh, Fiona, yes, absolutely. She said, I had no idea what I was doing and it was easy. And so I thought, great, this yeah. is good. excellent. Um, so that's going to be starting. Yeah, I'm going to be going through for 26 days and um, peppered in there a couple of times. There's going to be giveaways um, of the book. So it's available. I will send it anywhere in the world, including Iceland or Russia or Canada, perhaps. Perhaps I can send Canada. It. 
perhaps Canada. So I can send it wherever. So um, Thursday, that would be Thursday, February the 4th. The 4th. The 4th. 2021. Mm-hmm. If we're mm-hmm. listening to this past this day. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll, be part of a, it'll all be part of a series anyway. So if you miss however many, you can always go back and listen. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, Fiona, I am just so excited that this book is out into the world and you are able to share your vitamins with many and that it's a Z at the end. Like it's the little things that make me happy. Um, you are one of my favorite humans on earth. So I just have to say that. And I'm just so excited that more people are going to get to experience, you know, the amazingness that is you as part of the written word. So I'm just so happy. And thank you for coming on and talking about your book. It's such an honor. And oh, Lori, it is always such a, um, I always, well, you know, I always just love having conversations with you anyway. Um, but this was really special. This is actually the first time I've spoken at length about the book, uh, except with my publisher, Catherine. Um, I really haven't had this conversation before. So this is enormous pleasure. It really is, you know, and it, and it actually has, I can feel compared to an hour ago when we started that I can actually feel I've, there's a, there's a, I can feel a shift in my body. I feel pr- proud. Like I feel kind of, that um, sounds weird. I'll, I'll spend some time actually kind of thinking about it, but I feel really kind of really proud of it. Um, and dare I say, proud of myself for, you know, this, this process. So I'm just going to walk the talk and, and own it. I think that's wonderful. I would add an extra vitamin of vitamin proud. Yes. Thank you. On the end. So there you go. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for um, this conversation and talking about your book. And I hope everyone gets a chance to go to your local bookstores and order it or go online and check it out. And it, I am not joking when I say it is fabulous and you're going to want to write all over it. So get some really beautiful colored pencils to go with it if you have any. <laughs> um, so thank you. And we will chat soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Laurie. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Nourish Circle. Don't forget to like us on iTunes or Spotify and subscribe so that you never miss an episode.